Sakitumi. Hey everybody, it's Keebler from Sakitumi. Just want to throw out a shout out to our fellow podcaster down the road, Steve Pugh, host of Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. If you get a chance, give him a listen. Sakitumi. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Deto. Welcome back. We have another episode of Sakitumi. On this episode, we're going to talk about collecting stuff. Just stuff. Stuff everywhere. Hoarders, declutterers, all those types of things. Chuckers. I'm here with my homeboy, Keebler. Came out of the tree, and this time he actually brought cookies. I did. I'm working overtime. It must be nice being the boss. It always is. Fudge stripes, fudge sticks, fudge this, fudge that. Fudge you. (laughs) Here we go already. All right. It's nice in there. All right, all right. Anyway, we're here. We're uh, going to talk about collected baseball cards and all the collectibles over the years that were kind of crazy. Oh, absolutely. It's like... Even the, like they, right down to the McDonald's toys and the Happy Meal, like everything. Everything's a collectible. Yeah. So you did a lot of research. Go. For I it. did some research um, because it interested me that everybody. It seems like everybody, but it's actually a little over forty percent of Americans have something that they're fond of or collect. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be much higher. And for myself, I look around my house and I'm guilty. Guilty as sin. So am I. I walked in your house. You are definitely guilty. Oh, yeah. But you have some nice stuff. Well, that's the thing. It's like I collect things that I actually think have value. Right. It's like I'm not holding on to it like a hoarder. Like that record player that's directly behind you is worth 1200 bucks. No I took kidding. Yeah, wow. I took that out of the house of somebody that died because they were cleaning out and the real estate agent needed to sell it. Oh, that's so, a, good, that's a good, good catch. Exactly. But it had value, so I kept it. Right. So I, I try and collect things like that. Gotcha. I mean, I, I'm sure you do too. I'm sure oh, nobody, got, nobody collects things. I got stuff. Yeah, nobody collects things to not. Everybody's got stuff. Yeah, have value. Well, I mean, I guess there are some people. Those would be the hoarders, I guess. They but collect things. Things that I found out, like myself personally, I, when I was a kid, I used to collect baseball cards. Mm-hmm. I'd go to school. I lived in Unionville. Walk home past the Cumberland Farms on Fridays. Remember it well. My father would give me 10 cents. 10 cents back in 1970 would buy you a pack of baseball cards with 10 cards. In that awful stick of gum. Oh. Remember that? It was just paste oh, in a it, solid form. Exactly. It was so bad. It took you like a good two, three minutes to start chewing on it to get it going, you know? If it didn't break your teeth. <laughs> it was awful. It was terrible. But back in the day, you actually had to go out and buy the cards. Now it's a lot easier to collect stuff like that because you can go on the internet. Yeah, but what now are collectibles? Like back back then. Back then, yeah. Well, anyway, um, the cards we started off collecting, me and one of my cousins. But another thing is, we used to put them on our spokes to make noise. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that? What a, cl- a clothespin. Yeah. <laughs> and a few young kids nowadays, the Gen Zs and Millennials or whatever you want to call yourselves, don't know what a clothespin is. <laughs> that rope that hangs in the backyard. Used to. Used to hang in the backyard. <laughs> to take this wood, wooden peg and put your clothes over it and clip it on there so it wouldn't blow away. And then you'd, you'd make a matchstick gun, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just got an update on that with the father. <laughs> but the cards, yeah, um, you have to keep them in mint condition for them to be worth anything. Yeah. You know? But I've, I've owned cards, sold cards, restarted collecting, sold again after, you know, I got divorced because I needed cash. It, but it's like a, a vicious cycle. Yeah. And I noticed right now, I think like the biggest thing is the the Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards are huge. That's what my uh, my my grandkids collect. Yeah, so does my son. He oh, co- really? Oh, he's got 
he's got books and books. I didn't even show you those. No, you didn't show me. No, those. I showed you the Funko Pops. Oh, that's that's something I collect as well. Yeah, I showed you my my collection of the baseball card full sets. Yep. And I yep. showed you. I didn't show you his books of all the ones that he thinks are worth something. Right. And he looks it up. He does goes through because there's numbers on it. Oh yeah, everything's got a number. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of that, the uh, I was just looking up. I was you were we talking previously before the show started. The most expensive baseball card to date is a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle, which sold for 12.6 million in 2022. Which I find it with the number 311 on the back. That's every card had a number, but that seemed to be the number number 311. That was the one that it was 311 in set. In the set. That's what that correct. Meant. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's just an interesting thing. Um, I was talking with my mother before I came here. She used to collect mugs. Used to go to a you know state Mug or a Costanza, <laughs> Mugsy, <laughs> and she used to buy one from like like Fort Kent, Maine, or you know Boston, Massachusetts, and then she'd have the display out. I said, "Mom, whatever happened to your mugs?" She goes, "Well, they're out in the back shed, all wrapped <laughs> up." She goes, "I went to check on them last year and found that mice were living in them." <laughs> <laughs> but that's where you come into you know talking about your hoarding. I mean, you've seen it before. Oh, yeah. So in the construction business, sometimes I have to go in and actually clean out properties. Right. And there was, there's been a few, more than I care to remember, where the people actually had the hoarding disorder, and you have those little goat paths. Oh, yeah. And everything is useless. Like I've never seen it personally, but I've seen it on TV. I know what you're talking about. It's real. And it's, yeah. It's, it's real. And it's it's relatively disgusting, to be honest. I can, it's kind of I can only imagine. And it's not anyone's fault and i'm not judging or making fun of anybody it's just when you yeah, have to go in illness, there, you know it's a, yeah it's a disorder and it's a, right. an illness and you know some people get attached to things because i don't know if it's because of a right. attachment when they're young or whatever i don't know what the i was reading up on the mayo clinic and what it was and it's they have attachment issues okay so, apparently this right. is from the what i read not from what i know so they hold on to things gotcha. because it, it reminds them of stuff that made them feel good Right, right. And then they just continue. And it's, it's kind of like what I, when I collect, it's something that I, I'm interested in. And I think most people are like that, that you collect something that you're, you have an interest in, like baseball cards. I'm, I was into baseball. But it can get out of order. It can get out of hand quickly. Quickly. Yeah. To where you can't move, you can't even use your sink, you can't use your toilet. Oh, jeez. There's rooms in your house you don't even know exist. Yeah, that's terrible. The, the one I was telling you about earlier where I was called to go do it, it was so bad. That when they finished it, they figured out there was an extra room that they didn't even know about. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. That's how bad it can get. That's crazy. It's a it's a disorder. And yep. I think most people have it. It's just how out of control do they let it become? Like me. Right. I have the I have both of them. I will oh, keep you go, you go both ways? Yeah, it's like I purge. It's really? Like, yeah, I'll hold on to stuff, 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 and I'm like, free it. I don't need this stuff anymore. And just and chuck everything. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Wow. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's, that might be OCD. I don't even know what it would be. I don't know. It sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Hey, cause I so can't... like you, you hold on it for like what, two to three years. I have a three year rule. I okay. Do, yeah. Right. That's for myself. I have a three year rule. If I haven't used it in three years. Right. Or if it's sitting down there and it's been down there for more than three years, like in my basement or whatever. Yes. See you later. You go. Oh, say bonsoir. Yeah. I'm practicing my French. I'm going to, to to Paris this year. But then, then you're like, like so. Those, that's what they call it the uh, compulsive decluttering. It's the okay. opposite of hoarding. Opposite, right? Gotcha. 
And it's like, and I have it in like a, a, a purging type of way. Where right. I'm just like, I wait, I wait, I, don't I think wait. I've ever done that. Yeah. But it's like some people, <laughs> like my, my father, yes, is a compulsive declutterer. He throws, I don't know how many Christmas presents I've lost over the years because he is, he don't, we don't even wrap them. He's throwing away the wrapping paper. Are you kidding? Yeah. Battery. I've heard of this before. Batteries, forget it. <laughs> forget it. Like, my, I, Your kid will never use a game that needs batteries because they won't have any. <laughs> my poor mother would be there. She'd be like, I know I put batteries on that thing. <laughs> They're gone. They're in the trash already. Oh, my. It's, it's 10 seconds after we unwrapped it. The batteries are thrown Way away. Way to go, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's not the worst problem to have, the decluttering. And no, no. Ke- decluttering keeps everything nice and keeps you... I think that might be better than hoarding. I do, too, but only to a point. Yes. Yeah. I can't stand clutter. I can't. Oh, I hear you. I need everything. And maybe I do have OCD. I don't even know. I've never um, been diagnosed think, with it. I'm going to think yes. I might. There might. I might have a touch. I got to put things in a certain order, certain way. The pen's got to go all in the same direction. Oh boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I Just hear you. silly stuff that you wouldn't really think about until you start talking about this stuff. <laughs> now you're questioning yourself. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I, I remember uh, every year we usually have a tag sale. One of the things that we collected for my kids was Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. That got huge. Um, they came out in 1993. And I remember my kids, probably it was late 1990s, they started collecting. Or I, you know, with me helping them. Next thing you know, it got you know, like 50, 60 of them on my daughter's bed. <laughs> like, where's the bed? You're right, absolutely right. So, quick side note. This isn't about collecting. This is about what you're talking about. <laughs> My son, when he was a kid, loved stuffed animals. Okay. Loved them. His bed was completely covered. Not with anything important. Uh, right. And one year, we went to Martha's Vineyard, and the kids had figured out how to beat the claw game. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. The claw. They they drained the claw game. They came home with a trash bag. Oh, my. Each. Four of them. Trash bag each full of stuffed animals. No kidding. They figured out how to win it every wow. time, and they just kept doing it. Do they know how to beat the roulette they, table? <laughs> well, we're going to find out. You, you know what? It's on YouTube. <laughs> oh, you can find anything on YouTube. It's on YouTube. That's how they figured it out. They watched YouTube, figured out what to do. They did it. Right. And he had these stuffed animals all over the place. I eventually had to just throw them all away. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, back to the Beanie Babies. I was doing a little research before the show myself, and... I'm not sure if I had this one or not because we ended up selling them, like I said, at the at a tag sale. But a 1997 Princess Die Bear is worth up to fifty thousand dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, and but another thing, you have to have it in like mint condition. They used to come with those little tags, tags. that said their names. You could that had to be like in some kind of protective case. It's just crazy but how collecting is. That's the know. thing. How are you to know? Yeah, you're a kid. You want to play with it. You want to play with the toy you get. I'm not as worried about the future and the yeah, value you, of this thing. As soon as you rip that box open, <laughs> holy shit, it's worth nothing. It's like, keep it in nice condition. It should still be worth. You, you would think. It should still be worth some sort of some value. Kind of, yeah, exactly. I feel like if it's in good condition and it's been played with, it should be worth more. Oh, that would be cool. Because it's got some now sentimental value. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, played with value. I don't know. I but, agree. It's like, but I can understand like a baseball card. You don't want the corners bent. No, you can't have the corners bent. Right. You can't have nothing written on them. Yeah. Or... But a fingerprint. Like you took it out, you looked at it, and you read the stats. 
gives a crap. Exactly. Fingerprint is going to ruin the value? That's just stupid. It's insane. But that's the way that's the way things are. It, you need a mint condition. Yeah. And they're they're like in that movie Forty Year Old Virgin. There are people like that where they oh. collect that stuff and they keep it in the packages. That's a good that's a good one. Seinfeld did the same thing. Right? Yeah. The toys. The toys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, they they got her drunk and gave her uh, turkey. Oh my! And they, and they had, May cause drowsiness. <laughs> Put her to sleep and start playing with her toys. Oh, it's like gently used. Yeah. Should be worth more than pristine in the box. Exactly. But I guess people want to know that they're buying something brand new. You're not buying something brand new. Right. That's why it has value. (laughs) You're not going to go out right now and buy a Mike Trout 2024 card for $12 million. No. No. You weren't, back then you weren't buying that Mickey Mantle card for $12 million. No, it's probably, I mean... Like I just said, I bought them for ten cents a pack. It's probably like a nickel. That's what I didn't tell you. You know, I forgot. What's that? One of the houses I cleaned out. It happened to be one of my family's. Okay. So the people that live there were going through everything, and what did I? What did we find? Wayne Gretzky's rookie card. No, no kidding. Yeah, I'll have to research that and check it out. Yeah, I should have told you that before we started the show. It just dawned on me now. Oh, we, no kidding. We found a Wayne Gretzky r- rookie card. Right. And it's currently in a book in my cousin's house. Wow, very nice. And uh, it's not in great condition. Well, here's a here's a story I didn't tell you before the show. I used to collect comic books. So did I. Hundreds, hundreds. We kept them at my aunt's house. She ended up moving. She had a tag sale. Kid comes up. He was disabled. It was, a, it was such a nice gesture that it kind of teared me up after. But I don't even want to imagine. She gave the whole box to the kid for five bucks just because he he was young. He was so interested in them. And it's like, wow. <laughs> oh, man. So if this kid keeps on, keeps a hold of him, I mean, I'm talking, I, I had some good ones. I was going to say, did you ever look them up? I Not back then because I was just collecting them, but probably in the 1960s and 70s, I had a bunch of whatever was hot back then, you know, maybe Archie's. I wouldn't know back then. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, came up to Spider-Man, Batman again. Yeah. I, I but, think we had some of that, you know, the, the early versions, but. Yeah. Anyway. The good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Where Stan, Lee was, actually, there. Stan Lee was actually drawing. Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, if you go through the years, like I said, we were going to get to the McDonald's stuff. Oh, there's the, another. The yeah. toys that were in the McDonald's Happy Meals are collectible items. It's unbelievable. It's how, unreal. How they just, all of a sudden, something turns into a collectible. Right. And people get hot for it. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's going after it. Exactly. Even if, these weren't collectibles. This is just a side note real quick. That stupid Monopoly game. Oh, yeah. I played that for years. They had to get rid of it because nobody won. Are you serious? The people that were making the tickets would take the winning million-dollar tickets. Oh, my. Oh, we got a scandal brewing here on on Socket Tubi. Yeah. (laughs) You heard it first from Detto. (laughs) We got a breaking story. Oh, yeah. My buddy Chip and I would go there every day, get a hash brown and a small coffee, and the two tickets were there. Oh, nice. We pull them off. We filled the whole board, except for Boardwalk. Except for Boardwalk. Yeah, nobody gets Boardwalk. Nobody gets Boardwalk because they kept Why? stealing them. <laughs> now there's, we know. I think there's a whole documentary on it, to oh, be honest. No kidding. I'm fairly certain there is. I think it was a scandal. And yeah, that's why I don't, I don't think they happen anymore. I haven't, that, seen, I haven't seen that game for years. I haven't seen it in a while. So, yeah, that happened. But, that's, but let's get back to the toys and the Happy Meals because they had oh, a bunch of them. They had the mini Beanie Babies in there. I remember there was like a set of 10. Yeah. And... I think at the time you could buy those online. You used to be able to buy just the toy. Just the toy. Okay. Yeah. 
Gotcha. I don't know if he still can. Right. And now they ask, girl or boy? Like, yes. Who, who cares? Just give me the toy. Just give me the toy. Yeah. Give me the toy. If it's worth something, give it to me. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they had all kinds of stuff. Whatever's huge. They had E.T. at one point, I believe. Right. They had Transformers. They had, uh, I think they had Peanuts characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had all kinds of stuff. And those toys back from the mid-80s or so, early 80s, mid-80s, they were, they're worth hundreds I have, of dollars. This is a, I, I didn't tell you this before the show, but I have toys that I'm at my house that I'll just buy randomly now through the years. I have, like, Dunkin' Yo-Yos unopened. I have Pez dispensers. Pez dispensers. I didn't even think of that one. Yes. Those are huge. Yep. I have a few of those. There are some that are worth unopened. Thousands and thousands of dollars. I, I don't know what these, you know, they're probably not worth much now, but if we, you know, hold on to them and pass them down generation to generation, uh, maybe. Maybe somebody's got a nice little nest egg, you know, see what happens. One other little snippet for Seinfeld. As oh, we yeah. Matt, Dental what? loves Seinfeld. <laughs> What's a three letter word for candy? Uh, it's Pez. P-E-Z. Oh, P-E-Z. There you go. The whole show was about a Pez dispenser. <laughs> no, no, I didn't see that one. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll tell you about that one off the yeah. air. <laughs> Maybe I'll check in with my girl, Sammy J. She probably saw it. Ah, why? She watched Seinfeld? Oh, yeah. Sammy J is a Seinfeld person. See, she gets smarter and smarter every day. Oh, yeah. Love you, Sammy J. <laughs> Give you another shout out. Absolutely. Um, then uh, it's uh, my Hess trucks. I'm looking at oh, them. There's another, that's another... Yeah, the Hess trucks, they you sell them at Christmas never, time. Never thought of that. No, my grandfather would get me one every year. I've got them, and one's worth 900 bucks. Wow. But it's out of the box, and I played with it, and I lost the thing that was on the back of it. It's like a crane or uh, something. Here we go. Now it's like worth seven bucks. <laughs> like, what the hell? Nobody told me that. But to you, it's worth a lot because you got it from your grandfather. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. And Sentimental value. Here's another thing. In my safe, in the other room, Okay. I have a bond. A certificate of bond. Uh, my grandmother from California gave me. Yep. In 1988. Really? Yeah, it's worth like 180 bucks. It was okay. a 25 dollar bond, and it's worth more to have her name printed on the paper to me than it is to cash it in for the 180 bucks. Oh, there you go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. And that's why some people actually collect stuff. So hey, now I'm tearing up. <laughs> oh, don't go crying on me now. There's no crying in baseball. Oh, speaking of baseball, <laughs> back to the baseball. I went to the uh, Hall of Fame a couple weeks ago yeah. up in Cooperstown, and they did have the section of baseball cards through the years. It was very interesting with your Fleer, Donruss, um, the OPG, OPG, the one you came up with. Yes, upper deck, upper deck, yeah, tops, oh, tops. They, um, they have. Uh, it was Donruss and tops that were like the two most. Yeah, Don, Don Russ came out in 1981. Tops was 1951. Fleer, Fleer actually has been around for a while, which was 1923. Really? Which, which shocked me. Is that who made the Honus Wagner card? Uh, I don't know. I did not know who. The first baseball card actually came out in 1865. Who was it? I don't know. But it was, they, it was actually not a baseball. It was a card that they gave fans at baseball games, and they became collectibles. They kept score? I, it could have been a scorecard, yeah, it, but I found that pretty interesting. Yeah. And I also talked to a poet there. Um, you didn't even know it? I <laughs> didn't even know it. But yeah, this poet, <laughs> he's <laughs> it was an interesting guy because all he wrote about was whales. Uh -oh. His stuff was pretty deep. Oh, boy. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. You, uh, you do that to me every episode. I can't help it. Oh, man, I hate it. <laughs> such an idiot. I am. 
Oh, God. Anyway, we're coming close to the end. We got a little more to talk about. Like, uh, my mother still has a couple of, what's the top? Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh, the Cabbage Patch, yeah. Yeah, she's got a couple up in the attic. They're still in the box. Really? Yeah. And I'm sure those got to be worth a pretty penny. I, I wonder what they are worth. I'm going to try and look them up well, after the show. Check it out. Yeah. I just started thinking about it now. And what? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. There's another, uh, like, doll type. Well, Barbies were you, huge. And Legos. Did you ever have Cabbage Patch Kids? I did not. They had a certain smell to them. Did they really? Yeah. They smelled welcoming. Like, not in a creepy, weird way. But right, I can still remember it. No kidding. Yeah, you take them out of the box, and they had a hard face. Yes. The nappy, curly hair. Yeah, yep. And then they were just... I've uh, seen them, but I've... They were like a... a, 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 a what the doll ventriloquist? Those dolls, where they just flopped. Oh, yeah, so yeah. They just flopped. Yep. And it's like, you held on to them. And you, when you took them out of the box, they had a certain smell to them. Right. And it was awesome. No, no kidding. <laughs> I wonder... I'm going to have to buy one. <laughs> I wonder if, after all these years, if it still smells the same. But I can't open the box. It's smelling. No, because... <laughs> It's so weird. Well, uh, speaking of the doll things, uh, after Legos, the, the be- oh, Legos is big. Legos, but uh, the after the Beanie Babies, my daughter got into these thing called Webkins. Yes, you'd buy the doll. It come with a code inside, and this is like starting of the computer era, I guess, where you can go online, enter the code, and then play games. Yeah, the the doll played with you, didn't it? It did. Yeah, and at that time. It was, I don't know if it was fortunately or unfortunately, but I had a toy store on my route and it, it was like, cost me hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I have no idea where any of those webkins are. Hopefully my daughter has them, but. I bet you she does. She probably does. I bet you she does. <laughs> They're not in my house. <laughs> but who cares? As long as she's got them. As long as she's got them, yeah. It's going to her anyway. <laughs> yeah, her or my, my son's getting all the, all the baseball cards. All right. Hey. <laughs> That's how it goes. Well, that's how it goes. Yeah, you hand them down generation to generation. Hopefully, they take care of them. <laughs> like I said, we can, maybe you can get something out of them. Hopefully. Hopefully. It, that's what I'm saying. You never know. What? What's So, I guess to end the show here, what's more important? Playing with these things that become collectibles or saving them to hope they become collectibles? Well, you know, now when I was younger, it was playing with, with the toy. And Absolutely. I think every, every single kid, 101 out of 100 kids would say... Playing, playing well, yeah, yeah. I, I I gotta agree. I mean, you you you're, you're going to get that one person that says, "No, I don't want to touch it. Just keep it in the box." But for the most part, playing with it as you get older, you know, you know who's you know who's saying don't play with it is the parents. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, but mom, you bought it for me. But, but I want to play with it. You bought me a toy I can't play with. <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> you're grounded. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Anyway, Keebler. It's been a yes. great episode. Thank you so much. I love it when you come in here because you always you come in here insightful. You always have some sort uh, of try, some sort of interesting fact. It's easy to follow your lead. Hey, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Party at the Moon Tower. Gotta go. Everybody's gonna be there. <laughs> but uh, we're ending the show here. We're gonna uh, get started on the next episode and come back to you next week. So tune in, check us out. And as always, be good. Hey guys, it's Deno. We all here hope you liked our episode and want to hear more. Keep checking us out and see what's going to happen next. Also remember to check out our sponsors at sunassembly.net and find our homepage at sakitumi.buzzsprout.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And as always, be good. Sakitumi!